Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. That gets there, no look passes intercepted. It's first things first. Today, Josh Allen and the Bills stampeded the Rams. Why Josh Allen's Derrick Henry impression is actually a terrible look. Meanwhile, Lamar Jackson turned down the Ravens' money. Why you shouldn't turn down the money that Nick Wright is about to win you. It's the season debut of Nick's pick. Oh, there we go. And finally, Oh, the goat is out here One promoting goat another goat. goat. Yes. Oh, the goat promotes alongside Chris Broussard. I'm Kevin Wilde. Nick, yeah. on a scale of 9 to 10, how much did you love this promo? Oh, uh, I, I liked it a lot. It's well done. And people are like, how much did they have to pay for that? And the answer is, I hear Jordan did it for free. He knows LeBron's about to pass Kareem. Oh. I was like, gotta get it, gotta get that propaganda machine oh. up and running again. Oh, Last dance part two. Somebody oh. call Wilds' wife. <laughs> <laughs> we start with Bills on Parade. <laughs> Buffalo Heights looked very real as the Bills caught 29 passes. 26 from Josh Allen, three from Matthew Stafford. Stafford also sacked seven times. Here's McVay after the game. Take a listen. When you look at a lot of the ways that this game unfolded, I uh, feel a huge sense of responsibility to this team. We weren't ready to go. Um, I take a lot of uh, you know, pride in that, and that's on me. I got to do better. There was a lot of decisions that I made that I felt like didn't put our players in good enough spots. This was a humbling experience, but we're going to stay connected. Uh, Brew, was last night's game more about the Bills' dominance, or the Rams' <laughs> It was about the Bills' dominance, and had Sean McVay watched the show yesterday, he would have known. He wouldn't have been so surprised at what happened on the gridiron. Nick, I told you, I had to sit here and listen to Nick Wright say, well, 14 of the last 16 Super Bowl champions on Thursday night in the season opener have won. That's true. Well, Sean McVay's never been under 500 in his coaching career. Broussard, you mean to tell me all of that? is going to be brushed aside because everyone thinks Josh Allen's the man. And I stood my ground, 10 toes down, and said yes. I I just underestimated the Bills. I said it was going to be 29-21, and instead it was they won by 21 points. But, Nick, let's not put this on the Rams. I will never call the Sean McVay coach team that features the best defensive player of this generation, arguably of, of all time. Okay. 
the best cornerback in the league, arguably. Oh, the best receiver. No, not last night. Yeah. The best receiver in the league, arguably. I'll never call him incompetent. They tried. The banner, they were excited. They came out to <laughs> be celebrated with the banner, and they came out to reestablish their greatness. They gave it their all. They were on notice, and they ran into a better squad. I don't even know where to begin with Buffalo. I mean, I, I'll just Jeez. throw out some names. Josh Allen. I mean, really. I, three minutes into the I'm done. <laughs> So the your answer is the offense was great. The defense was great. My answer is Buffalo's dominant. All right. Okay. I don't know where Von, to start. Von Miller looked 23 instead of 33. They didn't miss Tredavious Javius White. One iota. Right, you're getting I, I could go on and on. Okay. I, we got a right, long listen. show. I'll get yeah. my stuff in. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if I may, you know, paraphrase Skip Bayless. It's my turn, all right? <laughs> Listen, obviously the Bills looked great. Yeah. And, you know, and obviously I called this game wrong. Didn't make sense to me. The line didn't make sense to me. And the odds makers knew something I didn't know, not just about Buffalo, potentially, but certainly about the Rams. On the Bills, to me, I'm not surprised that Josh Allen played well. All my p- criticism of the line for the game in the Bills was about the hype and about them being overwhelming league favorites. Yep. I said I thought Josh Allen solidified himself last year's top five quarterback in this league. For the Bills, the biggest piece of information to me was Von Miller. How dominant Von Miller is. And we know Von Miller's a future first ballot Hall of Famer, but how much does he have left outside of when he was with the Rams? The answer is looks like he has a ton left. Right. He looked outstanding. But the bigger story For the season and for the league is how utterly, and I will use the word, incompetent the Rams looked in every phase, bro. I I jotted down these notes during the game, then I transcribed them on my wonderful folder here. Mm -hmm. In no particular order, every third down for Buffalo is simply a lock. That was midway through the second quarter. I think they ended 10 of of 11. Or 9 of 10. Okay. Is Allen Robinson actually a Ram? I jotted that down. I think so. I think so. I'm not certain. I'm not certain. Is the kick returner, does the kick returner know the new uh, rules? He just kept returning kicks like you don't get it to the 25 and he kept getting it to the 14. I wrote this down. Was Sean McVay drinking before half? No, I don't the, think so. I don't think so, but he used a timeout for Buffalo. Oh, that was odd. And then he wouldn't, then he was like, hey guys, don't worry about it. My plan for the end of the half, we're not going to need more points. Let's have Matt Gay kick a career-long field goal, which, by the way, is the only bright spot of the game. Yeah. And, that yeah, doesn't and even, he had plenty of and room And Matt left. Gay, that was a hell of a kick by him. Yeah. And that doesn't even get to the biggest issues for the Rams, which was, I wrote down, did Andrew Whitworth play all five offensive line positions <laughs> last year? It wasn't great. That old line looked like a disaster. Yep. And Stafford <clears throat> looked as bad as he's ever looked in a Rams uniform. And if I can pinpoint one thing, the no-look interception (laughs) is an egregious error. We look at the game now, it was a blowout. When that happened, look at it. It's first down, they're at midfield, there's 11 minutes left. Yes, they're in a rough spot. They're down 14 points. But if they score a touchdown on that drive, get a stop, get the ball back, plenty of time, tie the game. And to on first down, do a no-look pick in a game you're holding on for dear life, it's a disaster. This wilds. This is flashing red lights wow. for the Rams. 
I don't want to. I don't want to overreact to Week One, but it is so rare for the defending Super Bowl champ at home to lose at all, much less get their asses kicked like that. I, I think. I think the bigger story for the league is that the Rams might be. Do you? Yeah, nothing close to what they were last year. So you think that's just because, quickly, mm-hmm. because everybody already was saying how good Buffalo is? Because if Buffalo is this good, that's a huge story. Not many people expected the Rams to repeat. I get it if they but completely of fall off and don't even I, yeah, make the I guess playoffs. My, my point is, is that nobody would, nobody's going to be surprised this year if the Bills dominate mediocre or below-average teams. And my question is, last night, did they play a mediocre or below-average team? Because that's what it looked like. They looked like, oh, they looked like they missed Odell. Wow. Oh, it looked like they, 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 they missed Andrew Whitworth. And oh, it looked like Matt Stafford was either the elbow or something. Right. It, it, it did not look right Just for them. Side note, it's making somebody who picked the Cardinals to go to the Super Bowl look very smart. Oh, a <laughs> secret winner there. Hey, oh, if, maybe if, the if Nick is right, oh. yeah, then, then okay. that division's up for grabs. My biggest surprise was that 73-year-old Ozzy Osbourne showed up and delivered a good performance, and Jalen Ramsey did not. And it breaks my heart because I have a certain soft spot in my heart for all trash talkers, you included. Thanks, buddy. And to see Jalen Ramsey get torched and have a perfect passer rating when passes were thrown in his area just makes me want to put him on compliment restriction. I'll tell you why I'm putting him on compliment restriction. It's a personal thing with me. I'm putting him on compliment restriction. First, let's look at the numbers from last night. Ramsey as the targeted defender. Seven targets, six receptions, 94 yards, Mm. a touchdown. There you go. Perfect passer rating. Congratulations. And then you're thinking, well, it's Josh Allen. That's Stephon Diggs. They are a juggernaut. Okay. How about recent history of Jalen Ramsey, arguably the best uh, defensive player in the league outside Aaron Donald? This one's not good, too. Has allowed a deep pass touchdown in four of the last six games. 20 over 20 plus air yards. So this, mm. I, I, it's not necessarily have to be a show rule, Broussard. But it's going to be my personal rule. I have to downgrade Jalen Ramsey, arguably the best corner in the league, to Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just, um, just, oh, well, and they have, and if you have Hall of Famer Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Just down here one spot. You can't get torched that much. And this is no, not a that's small fair. sample size. That is fair. I, I just, he's normal Jalen Ramsey. And listen, I love him still. I still think he's the best corner in the league. Okay. Really? But, no, 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 I do. Because I, I that, that's for no, the last six he, games. He, makes, he makes fair points. I understand. I just think the, the body of work, and I don't think all of a sudden at his age he's fallen off a cliff. But if Wilds is right, and Wilds, it was, it was funny what Wilds was saying, but it was also compelling. If Wilds is right, it's not sustainable for the Rams. The way they have built their team is superstar, 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 no depth, and then the superstars will carry you, right? That's that's when they, you know, bleep them picks and that whole thing. And so if Stafford's nothing, you know, doesn't look like a superstar, and all of a sudden the defense is like, I mean, Cup was obviously amazing, but you also knew it was the only place anyone could go. Right. And then if Ramsey's not great, then they're in real trouble. Can I I pivot back to the Bills for you? Yeah. Of course. That is an honest question. Honest question for people that aren't uh, Kansas City Chiefs fans, okay? (laughs) Is this what it's been like watching Chiefs games with the announcers with Mahomes the last few years? (laughs) 
Is it that irritating? What? What? Well, I'm listening. When I'm listening in the first half, and I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, they're changing the interception rules for Josh Allen. That's fun. Oh, uh, call oh, that an NHF. That's right. Not that's his fault. <laughs> Not his fault. And then I heard, I heard him compared favorably to Tom Brady post-snap, right. Peyton Manning pre-snap, and greatest running quarterback ever. So, okay. So, if you're Tom Brady after the snap, who was the best ever after the snap, Peyton Manning before the snap was the best ever after the snap, and you're the most dominant running quarterback ever, so we're watching the greatest football player of all time. Is this <laughs> is this what it was like watching Mahomes on TV right after the MVP or after the Super Bowl? Two things Josh Allen's never come close to, but still, like where the announcers just can't help themselves? Is that what – because maybe I understand why people turned on him because that was irritating. <laughs> he played a great second-half football brew, but that was irritating. It was a little much. It was that way for Mahomes, and I'm still on Mahomes. I still think he is the best quarterback in the league, but it's true, Nick. It was that – way people were saying not like you and me that he could become the goat there were people saying I test he's the best ever and and so I do think with quarterbacks people are saying now Justin Herbert you saw NFL.com recent article where they had Justin Herbert rated ahead of Patrick Mahomes so it seems like with quarterbacks we just go crazy was it a little much on Josh Allen last night in the first half a a little bit can I he looked great though I mean what he completed his first eight or nine interception that wasn't his fault but but in all honesty that wasn't his fault I understand but that happens to quarterbacks yeah but but you gotta point it out okay it hit the it hit McKenzie in the chest trying to make new all right can I can I rain on your parade a little bit no because let let me just give you this real quick it was a rhetorical question I say yeah I'm hyped up the Bills to win the Super Bowl go ahead go ahead go ahead four turnover game Four turnovers and won the game. I know Bill's Mafia out there celebrating. Four turnovers. It, it, I'm glad you said Four that turnovers. Because that's where I was going to go. This is perfect timing. Okay. That's how dominant they were. Oh, give that's me a break. break. No, that's You correct. turn the ball over four right times and, then you- and win by 20. They would have scored 50 points. Had they not had those turnovers, yeah. they could have scored no, 50 correct. points you'd be against the defending Super Bowl champion. Yeah. In this I regard. mean, I'm kind of happy. No, 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 because now, now the Patriots aren't the only team that can't force the Bills to punt. Oh, they can be a the Rams too. You throw two <laughs> interceptions. That makes now. the Patriots look back, better. You watch it. You it does what? make them look better. You watch. Oh, Bill Belichick zone. was not impressed. Belichick's got something for them. I'm, I'm hey. gonna text Belichick in the commercial Miles. break. Spin zone season, last nine months, only team to force the Bills to punt, and the only team to beat the Bills. Who is it? Take a wild Who guess. Is it? The only team. The only team forced <laughs> They wear <spot>. red. <laughs> I'm just asking you. Okay, we got more show after the break. We're going to talk about Lamar's contract. Uh, stay with us. Hope you're speaking of running quarterbacks. All right. No, no. Josh Allen's a better running quarterback than Lamar Jackson. <laughs> the it, was a, it was Can't a tad die. over yeah. It was a tad overboard. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. 
With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF. netsuite.com slash FTF. netsuite.com slash FTF. Welcome back to the show. Today was the deadline for Lamar's contract, and there is no deal. Schefter reporting Lamar turned down the Ravens offer. He'll make $23 million this year. Ravens GM Eric DaCosta released a statement saying the team will work on a long-term contract after the season. Nick, were you surprised this deal didn't get done? I'm shocked. And the reason I'm shocked is because this is so wildly reckless by both parties. Hmm. Wow. This is, these are two, two, you know, folks, teenagers playing a game of chicken. And it's like, you're both dumb for this. Like, this could end in disaster for everybody. So for, everyone's talked about why it's risky for Lamar, and we know it. It's just anybody could suffer a catastrophic injury. His body type, his position, and his style of play, you would think he's maybe more likely than others to suffer that type of injury. And unlike Dak Prescott, who's kind of a traditional drop-back passer, if he were to suffer it, it would hurt his market value more than a lot of other Correct. quarterbacks. So that's why it's incredibly dangerous for him. But I don't know if anyone's talked about how dangerous this is for the Ravens. So for the Ravens now, the fr- everyone's like, oh, they'll just franchise tag him. No one ever digs into what that means. So there's two types of franchise tags, non-exclusive and exclusive. The non-exclusive franchise tag pays him $32 million next year. Ravens would love to pay him just $32 million next year. But they can't offer him that because that means any team in the league can take him for two first-round picks. And keep in mind, it's whatever, so let's say Tampa, let's say Brady, you know, Tampa has the 27th pick and Brady retires or leaves. That's the pick they would get. So it's not like you get the number one pick of the draft, you get whatever pick it would be from that team. So they can't do the non-exclusive tag. So they would, they have to tag him with the exclusive tag. That's $45 million next year and $55 million the year after. So for the Ravens, they are walking down the road of, a hundred million fully guaranteed for two seasons, then Lamar's a free agent. And for Lamar, he's walking down the road of that road sounds amazing, but there's so many potholes alongside mm-hmm. it where I can fall into. Yeah. So I this is a situation, Greg, where I feel like both parties, cooler heads should have prevailed, which is why we never see this happen. Kirk Cousins, the only guy that we've seen it really go to the wall like this. I guess Dak Prescott Dak, is Dak, yeah. Dak's the other one for the one year. Uh and I just I'm shocked that cooler heads didn't prevail and he didn't get the Kyler Murray contract plus 10%, correct? Yeah, I can agree with a lot of what you're saying. For me, I'm, I'm not shocked that it get, didn't get done. I said Lamar is going to bet on himself, and rightfully so, because he's erring on the side of I'm not going to get hurt. I am going to have an exciting season and a season that allows me and warrants me more money that than you're obviously willing to provide me in this moment, which is why Schefter said he turned down the deal. For me, as a player, I'm going to always say bet on yourself. If you believe with everything you are that you are worth more and you are willing to take that chance, 
take that chance. He knows the risks. The Ravens know the risk. You just laid it all out. But for me, Lamar Jackson is worth every single penny that he is asking for because without him, their offense is nothing. Without him, we're not even talking about the Baltimore Ravens as a contending team in the AFC, let alone Super Bowl. So for me, this is smart on his behalf. I understand all the potholes you're driving down Man. and trying to dodge if you're Lamar Jackson, but he's dodged a lot more than potholes, so I think he's going to be all right. Uh, I'm not shocked. Now, had you told me this in March or April that they're gonna, he's going to start this season without a deal, I would have been shocked. But now we've seen so much, I would have been shocked had they come to an agreement. We all kind of saw this coming. But I don't like it for Lamar. I don't think it's smart for Lamar. He wanted the fully guaranteed money, and I understand that. He should want the fully guaranteed money. All the coaches, including John Harbaugh, have fully guaranteed contracts. Roger Goodell has a fully guaranteed contract. The players, especially the superstars, should be getting fully guaranteed contract. And now there's a precedent set with Deshaun Watson. No question. So I totally agree with Lamar. But now I don't know when he's getting it, right? Because they're going to franchise him next year. We all know that. They'll give him the exclusive one, right? Mm -hmm. And then I don't think the money, and you pointed out oh, $100 million over two years. I don't think the money's the issue with the Ravens. I think the issue is the guarantee. They do not want to start this trend. Now the NFL is going to be able to say Deshaun was just an outlier. Look at Kyler. Look at uh, Russell Wilson. And so I, the thing for Lamar was either he either had to hold out or he had to accept the deal. And he's done neither. And I, I don't like let, – let me throw this out quickly, Nick. Beyond the injury factor, which you guys saw, there's another risk. Lamar, the last two years, I'm not saying he hasn't been good, but he hasn't been – he's declined each of the so last two years. So that's what I wanted to jump – and that's, that's what I want to jump on because I want to ask – because Wilds has a good kind of 360-degree view of these types of things usually in my history with you. Oh, like what is this – like what is – you know, this is what's happening, but what does it mean type of thing. Mm -hmm. You're good at that. Does this signal a little bit to you that even though the Ravens have built a team – exclusively for Lamar's skill set. You know what I mean? They have built mm -hmm. a team around his very unique skill set that there is either someone in the front office or some people with a bit of reservations of, mm. yeah, we're not sure about, even if he's healthy, about the viability of this over the long term. Because that, to me, is the – because they know the $45 million. They know the then $55 million. Yeah. They know that from a cap perspective, they are walking the, – the, the route they're walking is disastrous. It's like the only way he's cheaper than what than this is if he gets hurt. We don't want him to get hurt. So we are setting ourselves up to be in you know a really rough cap position with our quarterback. They're signing up for that. Is, do you think it's because they're like, we love Lamar Jackson, our quarterback, in 2022. We don't know if we want him as our quarterback in 2025, and we're not signing up for that. Wow. So I assume they're committed to Lamar Jackson, like the Bills are committed to Josh Allen, like the Cardinals are committed to Kyler. That's why I was surprised this didn't get done. To bring it on the field, Greg, does anything change at all from Lamar's perspective, whether it's a little bit of risk aversion, where maybe like I don't dive for that extra yard, or if I'm, you know, I could go this game, maybe I don't go. We saw him kind of sit out a few games last year, sit out what wasn't able to go last year. Then from a strategy perspective of like building around Lamar, is are they more inclined to go out and make an aggressive offer to OBJ? 
or is it just like you know you what should. let's let's go with what we got here you make a great point. For me, I think when it comes to Lamar Jackson, number one, they are in on Lamar. I do believe that it's not about we don't, we don't think he's our guy. When you look at Lamar on the field, he has to be Lamar to be special. He can't, he can't not be who we've always seen him sure. and know him as. So that sliding more or let me dip out of bounds, that's just innate. That's not him instinctively, he's going to try to make a guy miss. He's going to try to get mm -hmm. a couple more yards. That's what makes him so special and unique to what he does at that position. That's why he can ask for what he's asking for, whatever that is. And so for me, no, you don't change who you are just because we haven't come to an agreement because it may work out for you and it may not. But for me as a player, I understand where you're coming from. It is very risky. I think everyone out there knows how risky it is for Lamar. But that reward is so oh, that, great. And that's why you guys are you. Yes. By the way, that's, that's, it's that mentality that makes you a pro athlete, that makes these guys, they bet on themselves. I, I totally get that. And I, I just, you know, from afar, it's like, man, this is, I'm a gambler. I, you know what I mean? I'm a gambler. <laughs> and even I'm like, uh, maybe take a few <laughs> chips off the table. But, Brew, something that, you know, you've talked about, might even been on your radio show, I heard it. I don't know, but I've heard you talk about how beloved Lamar is within the Ravens. The right. big trust of him, dating back to Mark Ingram and mm -hmm. all those guys. Mm -hmm. My bigger concern would not be that Lamar, you know, starts diving out of bounds. My bigger concern is that this has an ossifying effect yeah. in the locker room a bit. That other guys really? are looking around at the organization. Like, if he don't get his money... Hey, how am I going to get mine? Like, you know, like that would be not that people are mad at Lamar, that the, the front right. office, it turns them off on the organization. That, I think, would be the bigger concern for the Ravens on the field is how this affects everybody else. That's fair. But on the other hand, they're going to they know, look, the last time the Ravens quarterback bet on himself was Joe Flacco. They went out. He, he didn't get the extension, won the Super Bowl, then became the highest played quarterback in yeah, the league. Correct. They Anything. I bet the players are saying they want to win it for themselves, too. But, hey, if we win this, Lamar's going to get and for that the And for our younger viewers, that Joe Flacco was talking about, his son is starting this week for the Jets. <laughs> Watch him beat their Oh, the same guy? It's the same guy? No, that can't be the same guy. Brady versus Dax. Nephew. We'll discuss next. No. But Dusty, fact check that. Same Joe Flacco? Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Brady versus Dak Sunday night. <laughs> News out of Dallas. Said Dak was limited yesterday because he tried Jordan 11 cleats and yeah. didn't agree with his surgically repaired ankle, and he's since switched oh, back no. to the Jordan Try the LeBron 15s. Never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start with, uh, I'm going to start with Greg Jennings. Greg, who needs a win more on Sunday, Brady or Dak? Brady or Dak? Thank you. Thank you. Brady? Does he need any more wins? <laughs> like, he, our top 100 list came out. Who's number one? 
Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Okay, we know where his he cemented his legacy. I don't care what he does. He can't do anything to blemish it. However, Dak Prescott. There's a lot of questions down in Dallas. Yeah. Who are you guys? Can you make the playoffs this year? Will you even win the NFC East? Dak Prescott had one of his best seasons since his rookie year last year. TD interception interception ratio, all of all of the above. One scoring completion, offense, whole thing. The whole thing. Yep. And what did it end up being? A dud out in the first round of the playoffs. Like, you, you can't keep doing these same things. You have to show me that you can win and win in the most important part of the season, which is the playoffs, if you so happen to get in. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys haven't done that. And then to even add to that, they have a lot of questions even offensively. CeeDee Lamb is now your number one guy. Is he going to be that guy? Jalen uh, what was his name? Uh, Jalen. I don't. The the T- Tober. Oh, okay. Tober. Sorry. He's the guy that they're looking to fill in for Michael Gallup because of his injury. Can he have success? All of this is being carried by Dak Prescott. Right. It, unless you ask Jerry Jones, who believes that you should turn around and hand it off a little bit more. Oh. So what what are we gonna see? We need to see Dak Prescott win, not just have these great statistical years, but there make sure that they equate to winning football games. That's what we got to see. That's why it's Dak. I'm with you. It's Dak. You know, and you mentioned all the questions about the Dallas Cowboys. The one thing people are not questioning is Dak Prescott. I mean, for the most part, he does have to answer the question of can he beat good teams? Because for all his statistical dominance he's put up over the last few years, he hasn't been able to beat good teams. Obviously, Tampa Bay fits that bill. But Coming into this season, what you hear with all those questions, you hear, but Dak. But Dak's had a full offseason. Unlike last year, he was coming off the injury. He's had a full offseason to get ready, get prepared. And if he comes out and lays in there or just loses, okay, with all the other questions, now Dak becomes a question. Jerry Jones is going to go in the air and say something crazy, like (laughs) two times two equals seven or something like that. And it's going to be drama central down in Arlington again. That's why Dak needs it. Yeah, I look at this totally differently than you guys. Mm. And it, listen, nobody, I don't think I, this game affects anyone's legacy. It's week one. It's the regular season. So I, Brady's the GOAT. He's the number one player, all this. I'm talking about for this season, right now this moment, just let's think about the two scenarios and what is the way bigger story. <clears throat> What is the overreaction Monday lead on every sports show? The Bucks beat the Cowboys? No. It's expected. It says on the screen, they're favored. Right now, thanks to what the Rams did yesterday, check Fox Bet, they are the, the Bucks are the overwhelming NFC favorites. I don't understand it, but they're 7.5 to 1. The next closest NFC team is Green Bay at 14 to 1. They are overwhelming favorites. The Bucks win. It's not a referendum on the Cowboys. I think Jerry Jones go on the radio, have a few malapropisms, and then be like, yeah, they're playing the greatest player of all time. We'll get them next week. If Tampa loses, however, it is a continuation of a truly worrying trend that started last year before the playoffs even started. When Brady seemed, despite the gaudy record, despite almost winning MVP, a little skeptical of his own team's Super Bowl chances. And then the retirement and then the absence and the coaching change and the injuries on the offensive line. Wild, if the Bucks lose, and keep in mind, after week one, they're at New Orleans. It's the yeah, only team that's tough. giving them fits. Mm-hmm. Then tough. Green Bay, then yep. Kansas City. Yep. So if they lose week one, one and three, 
dare I say, even 0-4 is on the board. See. No. Well, the, the, the first four, I'll give you the four. Four. The, the first four. The first four games are tough. But if, that, if, the, true. if the Bucks lose, given all the oddities of Brady's offseason, and the Cowboys not being looked at as a juggernaut this season, I think it is clearly the lead story everywhere. So as far as who needs the win more for this season, this moment, I think it's Tampa. I think that's a fair take. But, Greg, there's been something that's been happening for decades, really. Talk to me, Wilds. What is that? <laughs> there have been Patriots haters. Where? And they have, they have quiet meetings in, this in the room? shadows. Oh, they're everywhere. Okay. They're everywhere. <laughs> and right now, they've got their knives sharpened for Bill Belichick. Oh, he's over the hill. He doesn't know what he's doing for the offense. But they kind of keep their mouths shut when it comes to Tom Brady. But if Tom Brady loses in Dallas, they will come out in full force. And I am here to preemptively shut them down. Tom Brady could lose. Tom Brady could lose big, and guess what? It's no big deal at all. Right. Tom Brady's Super Bowl seasons, does he start this year with a win? No, right. not necessarily. Sometimes he doesn't even play. First Super Bowl, obviously didn't play. How about next Super Bowl? Well, traded Laurie Malloy, and next thing you know, he lost 31-0. Then you beat the Colts, got a win, lost to the Dolphins, then he got suspended, got fired up, won the Super Bowl, beat the Texans, and then, of course, his big opening game against with the Bucs, nice lost against the Saints. So I'm warning all of the Tom Brady haters out there, no matter the result, if he wins, it bodes very well for the Bucs. And even if he loses... Greg bodes very well for the that, Bucks. That's very that's true. So I, I feel Good like Greg. Dak needs to win. Brady is fine you. either way. I'm with you, Wilds. I don't know. Nick. Yeah. It's Tom Brady. All we're gonna say, all we're gonna do is defer to everyone else in the locker room right. and say, you know what? We don't there's no more Gronk. A B is gone. Julio is old. They have a little injuries here and there. Chemistry, is it the same? Do they have the same uh, uh, desire and drive like Tom Brady has? That's all we're going to do. It's not going to solely be because of all of what you're talking about regarding Tom Brady. Saints because of what he's There's been able to do yeah. and what his resume tells us, all he does is win. So, for me, yeah. it's that. There's Prescott. one answer for why it could be Brady. The schedule. The they better rack up some wins because those first four games, they could be 0 4. It's also because Brady has seven Super Bowls. Here's a, and Dusty can fact check me on this. I think he has zero Super Bowls in seasons during which he retired in the previous six months and zero Super Bowls during which he had a conspicuous two week fact check from that. training. Fact, <laughs> check. fact check that. This is not the normal year. And he is not, doesn't right now, doesn't feel like it, anything close to what it felt like last year, even the year he got to Tampa. If they lose true. to what is right now not even the NFC East favorites, the Eagles have overtaken the Cowboys. It's not looked at as some juggernaut team. I think people on, I think the lead on every show That's true. will be how much trouble are the Bucks? in. They also fact check this. You saw that promo. Jordan retired for two years, then won three championships. That's right. You see that one? <laughs> Came back. Lost to the Magic, round two. <laughs> Tapes burned. I worried you then, practice, then got a little practice and three feet. Voila. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The NFL is back, and so is your chance to win Terry Bradshaw's money with Fox Bet Super 6. Download the app to play along, because it's time to make our pick for Packers Vikings. Go Brew. Uh, look, I picked the Packers, unlike even former Packers, I picked the Packers <laughs> to win the Super Bowl, but I do have the Vikings winning this game. Uh, they have actually have a better record against the a winning record against the Packers over the last five years. Kirk Cousins beat them last year, the games in Minnesota. I think it's going to take Rodgers a little time with his new receivers to get acclimated and stuff. So I got Minnesota winning this one. I got the Packers winning it. I, it's Aaron Rodgers against the NFC North in the regular season. I've got Aaron Rodgers and the Packers winning it. I like that. I got the Vikings. Okay. Wow. <laughs> well, he's got the Vikings. He's all the in on the Vikings. Right? Yeah. I mean, oh, Kirk Cousins, dark horse MVP. I'm going there. He loves Packers by a touchdown. Really? Fox bets Super 6 has given away more than $6.5 million to over 80,000 players. There are guaranteed winners every week. Enter your six picks in the NFL Sunday Challenge Contest for a chance to win $100,000. We're going to move on to afternoon headlines sponsored by Ram Trucks, built to serve. Josh Allen completed 84% of his passes, only to be outdone by Jalen Ramsey, who allowed a perfect passer rating. (laughs) Here's how Sean McVay described the night. Take a listen. When you look at a lot of the ways that this game unfolded, I uh, feel a huge sense of responsibility to this team. We weren't ready to go. Um, I take a lot of uh, you know, pride in that, and that's on me. I got to do better. There was a lot of decisions that I made that I felt like didn't put our players in good enough spots. This was a humbling experience, but we're going to stay connected. Greg, was this more about the Bills' dominance or the Rams just not ready to play? Bills, Bills, and more Bills. Don't turn your back to me. Turn and look at me. I told you this was going to happen. Nick, did I not say this was going to happen? You said it. Bills. This was all about the Bills. When you look at – I'm not – I'm just going to focus. Let me focus on Josh Allen for a moment. Huh. He came not out getting enough attention lately. and he was it, it's not even about what he did that we saw the 10 straight completions the opening drive touchdown it was he had command mm. at from from the jump after the national anthem was sung it was like <laughs> Josh Allen where are you this is your field okay this is my field mm. this is what I'm going to do this is the tone that I'm going to set for the year the NFL is on notice. Everybody's been praising the Bills. <laughs> oh, so too soon until Josh Allen does what he did last night and he continued what he was doing in the postseason. I understand you're going to say, no. but he lost. Yeah, yeah, no, he got away. But he continued right where he left off. And I know also you're going to say, well, he threw two interceptions. No, no, I'm not. And one, one, everybody says it wasn't his fault. No, it wasn't his fault. And as a receiver, I'm going to tell you why. Oh. Because any receiver that makes a catch and then lets the defender take Thank it away, you. you're going to tell your quarterback, that's on me. Yeah, that's Obviously, statistically, it's going to go on him. Yeah. But Josh Allen was spectacular. I thought the Bills, some, the defense, oh, my oh, gosh, gosh I go. can keep going. <laughs> the de- the defense is going to get towards you. I'm in your amen corner. Secondary, I thinks Matthew Stafford is just going to Cooper Cup him all night. And, and then That's let true. me not even start right. with Allen Robinson. I had the Cooper, Cooper Cup. He, he right. Let me not even start right. with Allen Robinson. Okay, well, I, I don't think he played. Look, I don't, <laughs> I don't think he did either. But the defense was so impressive up front. 
to force yeah. to get seven sacks to force three intercept like they were special they were stout in the run the von miller effect okay. is in right. and yeah. happening in right. buffalo right. okay i know you're ready to go the, and then, no, the, the bills hype train was already in overdrive yeah and now it's that it's the train and snow piercer it's just circling Absolutely. the globe Absolutely. at a lightning speed oh, yeah. okay listen the bills obviously looks great Okay, and the one thing you didn't say about Josh Allen that I was super impressed with wasn't the play where the highlight we're showing where he broke out of the pocket and threw it 40 yards downfield. Mm -hmm. We knew he could do that. He was getting the ball out in a second yes. and a half yes. repeatedly, and First it was surgical. He, they, and that doesn't surprise me. I said last year, Josh Allen's earned my respect and my fear. Like, Josh Allen's an excellent player, and I was wrong about him previously, okay? I Also, Von Miller. That's the other – the Von Miller we know is a future first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. So is Bobby Wagner. And Bobby Wagner ain't looking like it anymore. Von Miller yesterday right. looked, looked like, like it. it, okay? So all that's true. But the bigger story is the Rams because if the, the Bills, it's like, oh, okay, so they were rated before the year somewhere from an A-plus by some to an A by most and A-minus by some like me. It's like, oh, they're, you know, they're at least in that range, maybe closer to the A-plus. The Rams were the second favorites in their conference, and they looked terrible at everything. He's right. It, Cooper Cup was very good, and Matt Gay hit an awesome field goal. Everything else, Brew, was a disaster. Sean McVay couldn't manage the clock. They couldn't run the football. Their offensive line was terrible. Their defense was an abomination on every third down. Yes. And worst of all, Matt Stafford, guys, Listen, the, you know, when, when you see, the, you know, the originator of the no-look pass say, don't try this at home, <laughs> also don't try it on national television down 14 <laughs> in the fourth quarter because that might happen to you. That's bad. This game was not over when that happened. Now, the Bills were almost assuredly going to win, but down 14 with the ball, first mm -hmm. down early in the fourth quarter at midfield. Still got a chance. You got a chance. You go score the ball. Maybe the Bills have another fumble or you make a mistake. You're right there. This is an egregious play. And so I thought, Brew, that when we're talking about the ripple effects for the league, the Rams maybe being bad is a bigger story. And I know it's over – I guess my point would be this. It's either – you guys were right in this regard. The Bills are going to go 16-1 and and they're an unstoppable juggernaut. Or the Bills are a really good team. And if they're just a really good team, then the Rams might be a – Bad, to, mediocre to bad team. And that would be a huge story. Mm -hmm. Huge story. Well, well, look, first of all, for those that don't know, Greg is the son of a preacher. And that all that preacher came out in that first, <laughs> his first salvo. I was here for it, though. I loved it. All right. I agreed with everything he said. And, and Nick, look, you are right. It was a sloppy game on the Rams part. But here's why it was about the Bills' dominance. Because it was, in large part, a sloppy game on the Bills' part as well. Greg talked about Isaiah McKenzie dropping the pass right into his numbers. Sure. All right, the two fumbles. Mm -hmm. All right, the other intercept. And he had four turnovers. They would have scored 50 points Three had it not been for – yes, exactly, for all those turnovers. So this was about the Bills. Uh, you, you pointed out Josh Allen, Von Miller, all the greatness. They didn't miss Tredavious White at all. At all. all right, and guys were raving about his replacements and stuff. And, and one of the second teamers, Benford, who looked pretty good. So – they look great, but uh, the mentality, too. That's what we got to recognize, too. 
all the hype was on them. All the pressure was really on them. Okay, nobody's saying the Rams are going to repeat. Uh, or very few people, very few people are saying sure. that. But the Bills came in with all the hype. Exactly. Some outlets, all the experts are picking the Bills to win the championship. Yeah. Josh Allen now being called the best quarterback in the league, now being called the MVP pick. Like they came out and said, "Fine, we we will live up to this." And they did it. So I think not just what you saw on the field, but what is in the helmets in between the ears was impressive, too. And that's why it's about the build. Right, I want to talk about Jalen Ramsey. So a few guys didn't show up. Allen Robinson didn't get any <laughs> balls thrown to him. Cam Akers didn't get a lot of carries. Jalen Ramsey was there and he got torched. And I know. So we've got a full screen on how a perfect passer rating Jalen Ramsey Ooh. gave up. And now I think there is a narrative out there. Greg's like, you know what? Stephon Diggs, great player. Josh Allen, great player, great offense. Then it's like, nah, this is not necessarily a new thing. Four of the last six games, he's given up a 20-yard bomb for a touchdown. So is this a blip or a trend? Are we seeing the last of Jalen Ramsey, the best corner in football? I'm honestly going to say this, him giving up, this is a blip. But him being the best corner in football, I think that's falling off. I truly believe that's falling off. You, and the, one of the reasons why is in order for you to be an elite corner mm -hmm. and a shutdown guy, your defensive line has to get the pressure on the quarterback. It cannot just mm -hmm. solely be no the Aaron Donald show. Last year we saw it was Aaron Donald and supporting cast. Now it's just Jalen Ramsey, you're going to have to cover. And what? why did he have to cover so long? Because Josh Allen got out of the, outside of the pocket. Typically when he gets beat, he's caught looking back and the guy just leaks by him. Other than uh, against in the Super Bowl when T. Higgins got him, and it was straight up. But Mike Evans got him like that in yeah. the postseason, and they almost came back. And uh, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers almost came back and got into that game yeah. and won. But for me, Jalen Ramsey has to get back to just being physical. This is a physical guy. Get your hands on these guys. The quarterbacks are going to challenge you now because they don't look at him as such a threat as we have in the past. It, he's going to have to get used to this and fight back. That's what I believe he will do, but he's going to give up even more. Rams' whole model is their superstars have to be superstars. they got to be special. And if they're not, they're in real trouble. Right. They have all those draft picks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whose revenge game is going to be spoiled? It's upset alert time. Whoop, whoop. I added Broussard's on his phone. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Wonderful news. It is upset alert time. Quick rehash of the rules. These are not stone cold locks. These are upset alerts. They're, it's a team that needs to be on alert. You know what I'm saying? It's not a guarantee. But if you get it right, you do get to take a victory lap. Well, that's the thing. It's a nuanced segment. Yeah, it's a nuanced segment. Broussard, kick us off. Well, you said it. Alert. Upset alert, and this is going to be a shocker, guys. 
Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Ooh. Yeah, I said it. Ooh. Look, the the Bengals are getting all this love. They had an easy schedule last year. They were only 10 and 7 as it was. They're young. Can they handle being the hunted? Okay. And Pittsburgh. I, look, they Mike Tomlin. They're not going to go in there and just be slouched. They're not going to be a bad team. Right. I mean, nope. people, and Mitch Trubisky, athletic. Matt Nagy didn't really like him in Chicago, so I don't think he got a fair, you know, shot there. Buffalo, he's learned under uh, uh, Josh Allen and, and Nick's favorite coordinator, Brian Dayball. So, I think he'll have a better season than people expect. And so, I think Pittsburgh could. Could yeah, it's an alert. go. It's an alert. Go into Cincinnati so, so and shock you're the You're not going to pick them. Well, it could. It's, it's alert. It's not upset pick. Yeah, we, upset I, I, no, I just wanted to know if he was going to stand no, no. Bruce Wright about the Bengals getting a lot of steam this offseason. Think about how much they'd be getting if they had lost to the Chiefs in the playoffs instead of beat them. <laughs> Maybe the overwhelming favorites. Like, my goodness. Uh, I think the Bengals are a better team than Pittsburgh. The reason I like this as, you know, a cowardly half pick as you're making is because. It is. Alert. Am it I is. Only, we're the only two that know. Is because here's what the alert thing. means. The Steelers technically made the playoffs last year. Now, we all know playing them was better than a bye, and they were, you know, kind of a fraudulent playoff team, but they did make it. So why does everyone think this year they're going to be worse? Oh, uh, they got worse at quarterback. My question is, did that? Wow. There you go. No, that's real. I'm with you. And, and, and I'm not, and again, Ben Roethlisberger is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. No question. But the version of Ben Roethlisberger that they had last season, is that, is that a, did the, is it a market downgrade he heard to him. Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett if they eventually go to him? But for this week, obviously, it's Trubisky. I'm not sure it is. So, divisional rival, well-coached team. The Bengals did upgrade the offensive line, but... They're not enough to deal with, I think, that Pittsburgh front. I do think if I were going to be on a side in this game, it would be the Steelers plus the points. Like, I, I think this is a, this is a viable upset. I, 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 you know, I think it's a viable upset. I, I can buy So, you, 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 you called me cowardly, but did the exact same thing. Well, no, I didn't right. make it my pick, buddy. Well, yeah, I, but, didn't, but, I didn't make them But they're pick. one of your picks. Yeah. One of yeah. I got the Raiders over the Chargers. Wow. I'm picking. Love I'm it. picking the Raiders over Ooh. the Chargers. Not just that it's my upset alert, but I'm picking them. No J.C. Jackson. Yeah, that matters. Like, when you look at these two teams, they played each other very close the last few times that they played. I think yeah. it's nine-point difference in the last four games. And who got the edge the last few times? Yeah. The Raiders. Yeah. And who got better? Who improved? Who went and got the best? I think the they best? both improved. Both they, got oh, better. They, they both, both definitely improved. Yeah. But I'm specifically talking about the team that I'm picking. Yeah, sure. You just think okay. the Raiders are better. Sure. No, I, for you, I, it's not even enough. I'm not right? even saying that the Raiders are but better. But it, for this week, they're going to win. No J.C. Jackson. It's going to be and, hard and, and you, you, No J.C. Jackson, and you got Devontae Adams. Hello. Okay. Um, Raiders are my Super Bowl pick, so fantastic job. So I know you want credit You know that's crazy. You know, an upset alert. I got them going all the way. Question for you. Do you want Derek Carr and Devontae Adams to do something spectacular? Do you think it's like it's part of their kind of, you know, reunion? It's like, you know, we got to show out, you know, game one. And will the Chargers be ready for that? I think they will. When you you look at last night's game, it was Stafford Cup. It was uh, Allen Diggs. Like, that's the trick. Like, you've got to feed your horse. I think everybody's going to eat, but it's definitely, they're going to have a coming out party. Listen, I think the Chargers are one of the three best teams in the AFC this year, so I, I don't agree with the pick, but to support it, 
one thing that Greg didn't mention, and I think we have evidence of it from last night, is this is what is built into this line is this is our Charger home game. It will not be. No. Great call. Uh, Great, great first ball. of all, it's it, the Raiders travel. Second of all, they have a massive fan base in L.A. that doesn't great need ball. to Absolutely. travel. Third of all, the Absolutely. Chargers, like the Rams fans were outnumbered last year. They're the defending Super Bowl champ, and they're more popular in L.A. than the Chargers. I think this will be a 85-15 Raider, Raider crowd. You're right. So I do Let's think go. that, abs- and I think that is going to hurt the Chargers, by the way, all year. I think the Chargers well, are going to play 15 road games and two neutral yep. site games this year. Like, I don't think they're going to have a sizable home field any game they play all season. Excellent. Okay, now it is time for the Puxatani Phil of football to make his upset alert. <laughs> As you know, fans of the show, I'm nearly flawless, hitting these at about a 33% rate, which for upset alert is very high. Again, this is just an alert, not necessarily a guarantee. <laughs> We got? Seahawks over Broncos. Oh, stop it. Oh, stop it. Here's That's why. why you're 33%. Yes. It's very high 33%. Seahawks. It's like baseball. Here's why. First, a little tale of two Russells. Talking about Russell Westbrook, a guy that, that runs with a lot of energy. Man, when that crowd turns, ooh, you don't know what to do with that energy. End up having one of the worst seasons of your career. Now let's talk about Russell Wilson. All yesterday, he was talking about playing with joy and gratitude. Man, he's not going to have joy and gratitude. Pete Carroll, do you, are, are, you gonna, are they going to cheer for Russell Wilson? Uh, he's like, I'll leave that up to the 12. Well, I have a little insider intel. They're not going to cheer. And I think he's in for a rude awakening. Also, I don't know. Coach, first game versus Pete Carroll, who might have you know, a playbook or a hundred on Russell Wilson. So that is the upset alert, Greg. And you can, and it, part of the upset alert segment is everyone making sour faces at me. like, oh. And then on Monday being like, man, I can't believe it. He got another one. You think it's a crazy pick? I think it's a crazy pick. Ooh. I definitely think it's a crazy pick. You like it? Well, let's ride. I, mean, I, I know, ride. No, I I know it's a crazy pick. Why? Because he's Mr. Unlimited. Okay. I mean, seriously. He First of all, they're going to cheer him before the game. No, I disagree with that. He, they got one Super Bowl in Seattle. You mean when, Who brought you mean, it to him? When you say before the game, you mean when he walks out for pregame and he's warming up? When he's on the field. Like yeah. 1,300 fans. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, no. It'll, be, it'll be noticeable that he'll get his cheers. And then once he starts playing, they will boo. And then once it's out of hand for Denver, which so you think it's will a blowout? I, I think they, I, I, I'm, they're going to win handily. Let's All put right. it that way. There's blowout, there's winning handily, and then there's edging. I, they're going to win. Handily. I've never seen a team where the the national media and the local guys covering the team are more disparate than the Seahawks. This That's year. right. The national media, and of which I'm, you know, a part of, thinks they're going to be one of the four worst teams in football. The people that are around them every day say this team believes that they are going to be, you know, around 500 alive for the playoffs. And you might say, yeah, every team feels that way. It's not that it feels like in the organization there is legitimate optimism. Now, maybe that's Russell Wilson's skepticism. Like, yeah, he was holding us back. I don't know what it is. I'm just telling you what that is. Here's the reason why I think Wild's pick is smarter than you guys are giving the credit for. As a gambler, let me tell you something. Oh. Every 
gambler in America is going to have the Broncos involved in a six-point teaser. And they're going to have one, and they're going to be feeling great. And then Monday night, it's like, oh, all I need is the Broncos to win outright, not even cover anything. And whenever everyone has a side of a teaser, oh, boy, hey. uh, those casinos don't build themselves. That concerns me. Wilds, I think you might get this one. Seahawks upset. Let's ride. And now, that was all a precursor to another way to make money. It's time for Nick's pick. Oh. Debut of the new season. Take it away. All right, last year, 62% against the spread documented. The best in national sports media. Look it up. Take that, Colin Coward. Three picks a week, one lock a week. We keep score. We use the spreads as of airtime. So if they change, there's nothing we can do. This line's moved all the way, all around. Minus one and a half, minus one. Yeah. Now I'm catching a half point. Carolina. Wow. Baker Mayfield. Dog pound. Gets walked. Panthers plus five against Cleveland. Why? Well, they have the better quarterback. Plus point five. Pardon me. They're at home. Christian McCaffrey is currently healthy despite suffering is a he? nasty little cut on his shin. He'll be fine. Okay. And anyone that feels like, oh, I don't know, Nick, what about the Browns? I would really implore you. Just go turn on some Jacoby Brissett film from last year. And by some film, I just mean type Jacoby Brissett into YouTube and see what pops up. As long as it's last year, you're going to be on the Panthers. Well, Panthers plus a half point, they're going to win outright, obviously. All right, next one, another dog that I think is going to win outright. Another team with a better quarterback and better coach. Jags plus two and a half against the Commanders. The Commanders are at home, but not really. They don't have a lot of fans and the bad home field advantage. Doug Peterson's the better coach. Trevor Lawrence is the better quarterback wow, and I like this. legitimate weapons for Trevor Lawrence for the first time in his young career and the cleansing aspect of the Urban Meyer era being over in Jacksonville. Jacksonville plus two and a half is the pick. I, I think they went that. outright. And now the lock of the week. America, if you watched Nick's picks last year, you knew we had a celebration Yep. because we thought it was going to be our last time ever to be able to bet against Joe Flacco when he got a start. Oh, We're the back. football gods right upon us. Free money. Oh, we're laying less than a touchdown to bet against Joe Flacco. Oh, we have a former MVP on that side. Oh, and Joe Flacco's left tackle, Dwayne Brown, is out for this week. My goodness gracious. Folks, I, I, don't, I, I tell you to gamble responsibly, except for on the Ravens minus six and a half. Be irresponsible. <laughs> Mortgage payments, tuition payments, whatever you need. Hey, you don't get many free money opportunities, America. Joe Flacco doesn't have many starts left in his body. Take advantage while the opportunity's here. So there it is. Carolina plus a half point. Jacksonville plus two and a half. And the Ravens minus six and a half. Boom. Excellent job as always. Thank I'm going to clear out my 401k. Uh, right, 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 no problem. Let's go. Yeah, let's, let's, let's go. You're in the Ravens' time, my friend. <laughs> uh, talking Josh Allen, his performance. A little game of report card we discuss next. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome back to the show. Josh Allen last night, four TDs, 26 for 31. 112 passer rating, almost 50 rushing yards. He looked good, Greg. Put a grade on Josh Allen's performance. A minus. I know you're shocked. I know you're shocked. Wow. A couple things that that he th he did throw the interception. He did go 10 for 11 
after throwing the interception to Isaiah McKenzie, and you're going to blame that on him. So I'll put that on him. But there's always, there's, always, there's always room for improvement. Opening drive, most anticipated drive of football. They get the ball. What does he do? Take them down, score. Right. Opening drive of the third quarter. Game tied. Huge drive. Take them down, score again. A minus. He has room to improve, even though he's going to win wow. the Super Bowl. I almost went A minus, but to your point, I'm kind of judging him by himself. Like, he's going to have many better games than this. So, I went with B+. Plus. Solid. I didn't throw for 300, had the interceptions, and technically, I know Nick's, this is killing Nick, but technically he had two interceptions. All right? So, it's going to go down as a two-interception game. Just did. Okay. You don't need to say well, technically, he threw for 300. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really so, I, I just think he, he's going to get better. He can get better. So, I gave him a B plus. So, here's the thing. I think the performance overall deserved an A minus or better. Because he, he had one bad throw, the w- interception. He had one unlucky throw, the other interception. And I think he only missed one throw all night. And he was dominant. However, I called up a college professor of mine this is before great. the show. I did. I love this. I did. Because we had a, what do you call it, a Rhodes Scholar. We had a Rhodes Scholar in my philosophy class my sophomore year. And I called him. I was like, hey, when that guy was coming in, did you grade him the way you graded everybody else? And he said, no, of course not. He was like, you know, what, what you would have gotten an A for, he probably gets a C for. And when a player is, let me read the quotes, mm-hmm. Tom Brady post-snap. I love this. He according to Chris so Collinsworth. Much. Peyton Manning pre-snap, yeah, and quote the most devastating running quarterback ever. So if you're the Tom Brady's the best quarterback ever, that's and yeah, that's him. That Peyton Manning's the smartest quarterback ever, that's him. And and the most devastating. So he, Chris Collins were told us last night, this is the greatest quarterback in the history of the game. <laughs> well, then I guess he gets a C. C. I mean, listen, C. I, I, listen, a the greatest C. quarterback C. in the history of the game. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, a couple picks. I just. I'm just telling you again. <laughs> I would give him an A minus. No. But Wild, since he's the greatest quarterback ever, you gotta turn my I back thought I think a C. I don't know. Turn my I back just based on what the analysis. <laughs> I knew it was going to be yeah. so unfair. Uh, my grade is a see me after class. That's what oh. I would just write in a see me after class. Okay. And you say, well, what happened, Mr. Wilds? I say, you know what? Playing too rough out there. I'm not going to give you a grade. So Dusty and I went through and we looked at every time Josh Allen took a hit on a run. Or was sacked. And so we got 11 times he was hit, Greg. And then we went through and put an adjective to describe each hit. Can we show the graphic? This is what me and Dusty worked on all this morning. He was slammed. He got whiplashed on a sack. He was crunched, tripped. King Henry-esque, which is totally unnecessary to start, uh, you know, (laughs) stiff-arming guys. He was pretzeled, smushed. Power slammed, sacrificial score, where he had to run in and still get twisted up, popped, and at the end he was Floyd. When he decided to do a run, when it, they were up 21. That one was weird. That one, that yes. one was weird. There, there are a lot of them are weird. So my main point is this, Greg. I, I want, obviously I want everyone to be healthy. I am shocked by the Bills' strategy and the cavalierness with which Josh Allen is playing. Knowing that the Bills Mafia watched Tom Brady dominate the AFC East for two decades, and he never got pretzeled 
Very rarely. Rarely got power slammed. In fact, it was the whole Patriots mindset to build the whole team to make sure this stuff didn't happen last night. I'm not a member of Bill's Mafia, but I am very concerned. Greg, are you? Uh, no, because one of the things that, that my colleague over here, Nick, what? Uh, left out, I, I, I listened to the game with the, the sound on mute. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just <laughs> imagining that Chris Collinsworth also said that he's Mr. Invincible. Oh, so oh. because of that, <laughs> bad idea, man. because of that, no, seriously, he should have gone down on some of those, but he I took mean, a lot of hits. Too many. I hey, agree with you. Wow. The run they, I don't insane. know why they were running up 21. The run was insane. What are you doing? Even Collinsworth criticized him for that. He was worried he was going to be struck down by Zeus. When did, oh, when, did he, when did he say all this stuff, though? First half, when they had one touchdown. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What? The Rock showed up. Ozzy Osbourne showed up. Josh Allen showed up. Stefan Diggs showed up. The Rams? Not so much. <laughs> Here's Sean McVay. When you look at a lot of the ways that this game unfolded, I uh, feel a huge sense of responsibility to this team. We weren't ready to go. Um, I take a lot of... Uh, you know, pride in that, and that's on me. I got to do better. There was a lot of decisions that I made that I felt like didn't put our players in good enough spots. This was a humbling experience, but we're going to stay connected. How worried should Rams fans be? Oh, ex- incredibly worried. I mean, listen, it's, week one's tricky because you got to adjust your eyes. What are, what am I seeing, and why am I seeing it? Right. And so, if if it turns out that a lot of the general media was correct that this Bills team is just going to be head and shoulders better than everybody else, then the Rams might be okay. But what's more likely is that the Bills are one of the best teams in football, maybe even the best team in football. I know Brew believes that. But is not the 85 Bears or the 07 Pats. And if, if they're just one of the best teams in football, the Rams have massive issues. Their biggest offseason additions – were non-existent last night. Yeah. Alden Robinson targeted twice, said he had one catch. I don't remember it, but it's in the box score. I, I remember Bobby Wagner out there a lot, a lot more than he should have been. I remember the Joe Notebloom just getting his butt kicked the whole game. I understand that's against Von Miller. But that's another thing, adjust your eyes. Like, is that because Von Miller is back to being prime Von Miller, or is that because he's as bad as he looked right. he was? Right. Sean McVay, it, what he did before the half – Clock management-wise, we don't have to break it down, but it was horrendous. They were lucky they got three points out of it. They could have gotten seven. Their kick returner kept turning out of the end zone. That's coaching. He kept getting to the 12-yard line. That's coaching. So many issues for the Rams that brew. It's fun to say bleep them picks, but now you're a little hamstrung. You don't have as much depth. You don't have as much flexibility to make a move you need to, and they look like a team that that is great at what? employing Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald right now. That's what they're great at. And so, yeah, I'd be very, very concerned. Yeah, I'm not very, very concerned yet. All right? Uh, I'm not going to write them off and overreact to, you know, the first week of the season. Van Jefferson will be back, you know, to help Cooper Cup. I said it, you know, yesterday, the day before, Matthew Stafford not throwing much in training camp. 
hindered his ability to develop some chemistry with Allen Robinson. So you so you're right. It was all Cooper Cup. As they get some chemistry together, presumably that'll be better with Robinson. Although Robinson's coming off the worst season yeah. of his career, so he might just have fallen off. But my big concern, my only real concern at this point with them is Matthew Stafford. Like, is that elbow? I mean, it looked last night like the elbow was a problem. Hmm. All right? He didn't throw it with the same – I don't feel like he threw it with the same zip. If he can't make every throw like he has throughout his career, even during the bad team years in Detroit, he still could sling that football. If he can't do it like he used to, even a little degree less than he used to because of the elbow – then they're in trouble. It's very possible they caught lightning in a bottle last sure. year with with a guy you know who had something to prove, and they never get to that level again. Sure, but here's the the counterpoint to the elbow thing. If I'm Matt Stafford and I know, listen, I'm being a good soldier, but man, my elbow is hindering me. You know what I don't do? Throw a no look twenty five yard pass over the middle in the fourth quarter. Like, I, if, if, I'm, if, if he's in his head like I'm not 100%, then maybe you don't try to zip in a no-look pass in a critical spot of the game. So I, I, don't, I agree with you if his elbow's in hurt, they're, at, you know, they're in real trouble. Deep, but I don't know, Wiles, they have to, that his elbow has to be hurt for them to be in real trouble. That old line was a mess. They couldn't run the oh, ball. Line. Here, let me show you they a graphic need to on look the old line. The line was rough. And I know I spent a lot of the show being worried about Jalen Ramsey. I might be more worried about the O-line. Just got hit a lot. Sacks allowed seven. That's the worst of the McVay era. QB hits allowed 14. That's the worst of McVay era. Negative play percentage 21%. That's the worst of the McVay era. And now McVay is in unfamiliar territory. Under 500. Oh, it's also like a sneaky compliment. It's oh, like yeah. first. Yeah, the longest. I, I tell you one guy I'm not worried about is Sean McVay. I'm Are you worried about Sean McVay? I'm not. No, I, listen, He's I've never liked coach. some of his game management stuff, but that's 90% of the coaches in the league. So, no, I think yeah. Sean McVay is an excellent coach. You know, you know what I'm not worried about and you, what Wild shouldn't be worried about? Oh, boy. If your Super Bowl pick you had coming out of the NFC West, like <laughs> I did with the Niners and like Wilds, who would you have? I had the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, looks like NFC West might be wide Doing open. All right. Meanwhile, bro, Bills, Packers, chalk, chalk. Just, <laughs> no, no. Oh, nice. I, I picked to be right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm not worried about, oh, let me get an impressive hot take. <laughs> okay. Let me go with the team um, nobody thinks will make the playoffs. <laughs> a little bit of Bills <laughs> over Packers. That's it. Thanks, Pete. Good for Aaron Rodgers.